Welcome, my name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lifted up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. The New Testament book of Hebrews and Hebrews and chapter number 11. Hebrews and chapter number 11. As we're going through this series, we're in a series of have faith in God. And we've already been working earlier this morning on our two memory verses. The one that we assigned last week, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, where it describes faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And we understand that faith has evidence. Faith has substance. We're not talking about a blind faith, but it is a true faith that has evidence. There is something that leads the credence. And we know because God is alive, we can trust him. And he leaves evidence. We're not trusting in empty air. We're not trusting in clouds. We're not trusting in weather. We're trusting in a real God who lives. And we can have hope because of that. And then today we're going to, we've already assigned our new memory verse in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 6, which we are going to cover here in just a bit. And we could see this. Now, who remembers the person we brought up last week? Abel. Abel. We covered Abel. And Abel lived by faith. He, and we could see he lived by faith because he obeyed what God gave him to do. As in compared to Cain, who said God should be satisfied with whatever I give him. And so Abel had faith because he looked towards God and obeyed what God had given to him. And then, of course, because Cain was not satisfied with that answer, he slew his brother. And it said about Abel that he being dead yet speaketh, that his faith in God still speaks. Now as we come, we hit another person mentioned within the Bible, living by faith. Notice with me in the book of Hebrews chapter number 11. Hebrews chapter number 11, and notice with me in verse number 5. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 5, the Bible says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so if you're in the habit of marking things, mark the phrase that we find in Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse 5, by faith Enoch. By faith, Enoch. And with the Lord's help, we're going to cover here today the faith of Enoch. The faith of Enoch. Now, let's go back and see the story, the uh, biblical historical account of Enoch in the book of Genesis chapter number 5. In the book of Genesis chapter number 5. Now, in Genesis chapter 5, it is going through the lineage of Adam's other son, Seth. Remember you had Cain and Abel. 
Abel was killed, and so he didn't have a descendant line. You had Cain, who had the ungodly line, which we have recorded in Genesis chapter 4. But after the events of Cain and Abel, we know that Adam and Eve had another son. This son was named Seth. And so Seth had a child, and uh, that child had another child, and it goes on. And in Genesis chapter 5, it has that lineage of Seth, this godly line. And in the midst of this godly line, we find in Genesis chapter 5, in verse number 22, or 21. Genesis chapter 5, verse 21. And Enoch lived 60 and 5 years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begot Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. So what we have is the biblical account. Now, sometimes we um, don't place the things together. Remember that people lived quite a long time. Do you know that Adam was about 600, I forgot how many years it was, 600 and something years old when Enoch was born. And that Adam had lived to about 900 and something years. That means he lived with Enoch for about 308 years. They overlapped. Do you think that Enoch went to go visit great, 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 great grandpa Adam? And was able to talk with Adam about what it was like when the first woman ate the first man out of house and home. They could hear the story of God creating the world. From Adam who was there was the first creation. He could show Enoch and say you want to see something cool? Look at this. I don't have a belly button. You know he could testify. He could say what it was like to walk in the garden with God. And give that account. So Enoch was able to learn from Adam himself. To be able to glean from him and walk with him for 300 years. That's quite a long time. Don't you think you could learn from someone if you hung out with him for 300 years? Quite a bit. And so Enoch grabbed the things that he learned from Adam. And he developed this testimony. Notice with me in verse number 22. And Enoch walked with God. What does it mean to walk with God? Well, the Bible explains in Amos 3.3, 3, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? How can two walk together? So if you're going to walk together for any length of time, you need to be going at the same pace, to the same goal, at the same speed, uh, the same direction. That's going to be walking together. If you're not walking together, you may start off together, but after a while, you're going to split apart. That's not walking together. Well, we know that God does not change. So what happened is that Enoch had to agree with God in order to walk with him. Does that make sense? It wasn't the idea that he had to get God to agree with him. He had to agree with God. How can two walk together lest they be agreed? And so Enoch walked with God. What a great testimony. Notice again as it spoke about in verse number 23. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and 5 years. And Enoch walked with God. The second time it stated this. Enoch walked with God. Think about this. 
Enoch had such a relationship with God that the Bible took time to list twice. This is someone who walked with God. He learned it from that lineage. Maybe from Adam himself. But he said, you know what? I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to spend time with God. I'm going to be close to God. I'm going to become God's friend. And finally, the Bible talks about that Enoch walked with God and he was not. For God took him. Someone said it like this. That Enoch was walking with God and God looked and said, well, you know what? We're closer to my house than your house. Why don't you just come home with me? And the Bible says that Enoch was taken. That Enoch was alive one moment and without dying, God took him away. What an amazing thing. We know that God is going to do this again. Think about this. That one moment, one person's alive and without dying, the next moment, they're going to be with God up in heaven. The Bible speaks about this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. That the dead in Christ shall rise first then us that live and remain shall meet them together up in the clouds. The Bible talks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It says that with the trump of God, the twinkling of an eye, a twinkling of an eye is one one thousandth of a second. Just in a twinkling of an eye, all of a sudden, he's going to take us. One moment we're alive here on earth, and the next moment, without dying, we're going to be up with glory in God. The Bible, we use the term rapture. The word rapture means to be called away. The Bible in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 uses the word translated. That they were once here and God translated them. He changed them into something else. He brought them away. This is a real event. It's hard for us to imagine. But this happened. That God brought Enoch up. So the study of Enoch is an amazing study. So if you don't mind, turn back with me to the book of Hebrews chapter number 11. And let's look at what the Bible says in the New Testament concerning Enoch, this Old Testament character. Notice what it says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. And the first thing I want to bring your attention to is that Enoch pleased God. Enoch pleased God. Notice with me in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God translated him. For before his translation, so before he was raptured, before he was called away, he had this testimony that he pleased God. What a great testimony that people had around him. This is a man who pleased God. But the Bible doesn't just end it there. It defines its terms. What does it mean that Enoch pleased God? What does it mean that to please God? Verse number 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Do you know, according to this verse, the only way to please God is by faith. You cannot please God any other way. And so it said that Enoch had this testimony that he pleased God. How did he please God? We want to know if we want to walk with God, if we want to have the same testimony. How does, how does he please God? By faith. Without faith, it is impossible. Meaning there is no other way to do it by faith. Well, let's define this a little bit more. 
It, notice in verse 6, but he, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he, that's man, that cometh to God, must believe that he is. Well, notice that pronoun he again. Must believe that he is. Who's that he? God. Very good. And then it says he is. And then it kind of drifts it off. What does it mean? That we must believe that he or God is. That God is what? That God is God. What does that mean? That God could do anything. My faith is that God is God. That God could do anything. He can save my soul. He can help me. He loves me. That I must believe that he is able. That he can. Remember, what is faith? It's looking unto Jesus. It's trusting God. It's taking him at his word. That's what faith is. Remember, faith is not the criteria, is not how much faith you have. It is the object you are placing it in. When we believe that he is God, then God rewards us. Notice this, that we must believe that he is and that he, this is God, is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. According to verse 6, what are the people seeking? God. So what is their reward? If they're looking for God, what are they going to get? God. What is faith? Looking unto Jesus. Believing that He is. It is trusting and looking for Him. And that's what we're looking for. Do you know that we need God more than we need money? We need God more than we need health. Now, health is important and money is important. But it's God that is the answer. We should be looking for God. And when we have God, he supplies the health. He supplies the finances. He supplies the answers. He gives the wisdom. But it's looking to God. And so Enoch had a testimony that he pleased God. What pleases God? Faith. And what is faith? It's looking unto Jesus. It's believing that he is. You know, we could be pleasing to God ourselves. By looking to Jesus, having faith to him, trusting him in at his word, being obedient to what he's given us to do because we trust him. Enoch had this testimony that he believed. Notice the second thing here, that not only did Enoch please God, but Enoch passed over. Enoch passed over. Notice in verse 5, by faith Enoch was translated. The word translate carries the idea to carry over, to bear over. He translated him. He carried Enoch over. He carried him from this world over. Well, we know that we have been translated. We have been passed from life or from death unto life because of trusting in Jesus Christ. He's already done a translation work. We were dead in our trespasses or sins, but now we have been made alive. We've been quickened, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians. He's already done a translation work, but one day he's taking us from this world and he's bringing us with him. And we're looking forward to that. That death no longer has a bound on Jesus Christ. Jesus has done a work. He's already taking that. Oh, we need to look forward to this ourselves, of what Jesus Christ can do. That we're looking forward to Jesus completing our promise. By the way, that's our hope. 
Our blessed hope, according to the Bible in the book of Titus, chapter number two, our blessed hope is that Jesus Christ is coming again. Why is that a big deal? Because he's going to finish the promises he made us. He promised he was going to save us and bring us with him. And when he comes back, he's going to do that a very same thing. We're trusting in this promises. It is our blessed hope by faith. But you know, the Bible says something else in the New Testament concerning Enoch. Look with me, if you don't mind, as we see it in the book of Jude. Now, if you're in the book of Hebrews, just keep turning uh, towards the end of the Bible. You come to Hebrews, James, then you come to 1 Peter, 2 Peter, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, then the book of Jude. Jude is a one-chapter book right before the book of Revelation. Notice with me in the book of Jude, only one chapter, And I want you to see for yourself what the Bible has to say concerning Enoch. And with this, we see that Enoch pleased God. Enoch passed over. We also see that Enoch prophesied or preached to his generation. Notice with me in the book of Jude, notice in verse number 14. Jude, there's only one chapter, but notice with me in verse 14. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed of all their hands which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Now, here we have Enoch. At the time of Enoch, there is no Bible. This is before Moses. Do you know Enoch was before the flood? Enoch lived approximately or more than 4,000 years ago. That's a little bit older than most people in this room. That's a long time. They had no Bible, but yet he is preaching the truth about God. What is he preaching? Well, notice in verse 14. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied or preached of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. What is this? This is the coming of Jesus Christ. Remember, the coming of Jesus Christ comes in two phases. The first phase, he is calling us up and we're going to meet with God in the air. The second phase, Jesus Christ is coming back down and he's bringing all of us who know Jesus Christ with him. 4,000 years ago, before there was a Bible pinned down, Enoch was preaching this message. By the way, what type of culture was Enoch preaching in? Notice with me in verse 15. To execute judgment, so speaking of Christ coming back, to execute judgment of all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against them. Notice the word in there. So if you could describe in one word, what was it like in Enoch's day? What word could you use to describe it? Ungodly. You know, to have the same word in a verse mentioned four times is significant. So what type of culture did Enoch grow up in or preach in? Ungodly. And you know, in this ungodly 
thing where people didn't like God. They didn't like God's culture by the way we saw this. And the uh, Genesis chapter 5, we have the lineage of Seth. And Genesis chapter 6, what happens? A big event that changed the world? The flood. Why did God bring the flood? Uh, because people did whatever they wanted. Their, their imagination was evil continually, it says. Do you think that's ungodly? The people did whatever they wanted without regard to God. So, what type of culture did Enoch preach in? Do you think they enjoyed that message? No. How, uh, do you think they responded well to the message? No. But did Enoch preach in it? Why? Yep, so he had faith. Do we live in an ungodly society? Why don't we preach in it? Because we don't have faith. Well, that's simple, isn't it? Why is it that we have a hard time preaching in an ungodly culture? Because we don't have faith. And what's the only way to please God? That gives you something to think about, doesn't it? He was preaching an unpopular message to an ungodly society. Notice again verse 15. To execute judgment at all, to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed. Meaning, they had ungodly deeds, and not only did they commit them, they committed them ungodly. And of their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Who's that him there? That's God. Jesus. That he, the Lord is coming back. The people have spoken against God. And guess what he did anyways? He preached to them. And why was he able to preach to them? Because he had. And why do we have a hard time? It's simple. It's convicting. Not a fun message. But this is what made the difference with Enoch. He walked with God. How can two walk together unless they be agreed? He knew about the Lord. God was able to speak to him. He knew the Bible. Even though the Bible wasn't penned, he knew God's word. God gave him the word. And it's true, it's given things up there. He was just telling people God's word. And he was able to do it by faith, even knowing that they weren't going to appreciate it. So here we have the testimony of God of Enoch. The testimony of Enoch is that he pleased God. And what pleases God? Faith. Good. So by faith, Enoch. So we understand where Enoch succeeded and where often we, me too, fail. Because faith always produces action. And if we trust God, we believe God, we want to be pleasing to God, we will be able to do what God has asked us to do. Because we're not talking about ourselves, we're talking about Him. Even if the people don't respond, if they don't like the message, He's the one that we're trying to please, not the ungodly. That He had the testimony that He pleased God. 
Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you can give us a call at area code 920 Five three zero six three zero eight. Once again, that number is nine two zero five three zero six three zero eight. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you.